Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts, Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder. Welcome back, football fans. We got a special episode here tonight. It's Garrett, and I'm joined with uh, one of my favorite people, Cannon. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, man. Doing great. How you doing, G-Money? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, glad to get you on here tonight and for us to talk football. It's always a good time when me and you are together. Um, That's right. Everyone's going to laugh. So uh, Derek and Casey couldn't be here tonight. They are having some fun. Um, oh, not together, they, but <laughs> whoa. that's, that's uh, debatable. I mean, you can't confirm well, or deny that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. but either way, they're not here. Uh, yeah. so they'll be back next time. That's right. Um, any, uh, any news that we need to start off with, or, uh, should we just jump right into Pittsburgh and Cleveland? I think we jump right in. I think that's news in itself. Cleveland takes down Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, that's not all that surprising, though. They had Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback. Um, And then when you have Nick Chubb as a running back, it makes things a lot easier. He is on fire at the moment. But let's start with – let's start at the quarterback position for the Browns. What did you think about uh, Jacoby Brissett last night, man? Um, That's probably his ceiling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. No. That's that's gonna be his ceiling, guys. Uh, Sixteen points. That's good quarterback two numbers. Um, that's right. He's, he's coming in at low end quarterback one right now, but I expect it to kind of settle out um, and him to end out at quarterback two. But that's kind of what you feel too. Yeah, I do think that um, he's got a lot to prove, and he's on an audition year, so I think he's probably a little bit more inclined to throw the ball deeper and be a little bit more risky, which is probably helping his game. Yesterday, he looked really confident in the pocket, uh, pretty much only targeted two receivers being Dave Njoku and Amari Cooper, but looked confident in the, the pocket and, as well as uh, picking up several key first downs in the game that allowed them to essentially win the game, but now had a quarterback rating of 116, two touchdowns, 220 yards. Not a bad day for Jacoby Brissett, but got to say, I think it's also his ceiling. Yeah, I, I think it's also that well if we flip to the other side we got Mitchell Trubisky and uh it's not pretty over there and people are calling for Kenny already how soon will we see that man that's a great question I think uh it's getting to the point where Mr. Trubisky is looking a lot like he did in Buff uh no I'm sorry Chicago in, in Chicago um and just kind of spotty. I thought this was his best game out of the three he's played. I've actually had a chance to watch all of them, and I thought this was his best one. Um, and it still was very mediocre. A quarterback rating of 86, no touchdowns, no interceptions, just over 200 yards. It's This is just what you get with Mitch Trubisky uh, leading your offense. And I think the whole offense is suffering because of it. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Mitchell Trubisky is going to bring down the entire offense here um so if we go to the running backs we got good running backs on both sides here um Najee Harris only 56 yards but he did get a touchdown um and he did lose a fumble that's how we this is probably like his kind of his floor ish game yeah uh you know this has kind of been more in line with the other games this is his third game and this was really in line with his other two games 
I believe it was actually his highest scoring game, unfortunately, on the season. I have a heavy stock in Najee Harris. But I really think, again, as I alluded to earlier, that Mitch Trubisky is dragging the entire offense down, and Najee Harris is definitely suffering because of it. His yard per carry is, is plummeted in comparison to last year. They're always playing from behind, needing to, to throw the ball. Um, I, I think that – and they're going to be, I think um, – so I really think that Najee Harris, you got to downgrade him. He's probably a, you know, high end RB two at this point in the season. Yeah, definitely. It's unfortunate because of where we drafted him. Uh, kind of expected some more out of, out of this, but unfortunately Mitchell is just bringing this entire offense down. Which we'll just jump into the receivers real quick. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Pickens, and then the tight end Fryermuth. Um, yeah. Deontay Johnson's obviously getting the volume here at eleven targets. Yeah, I think Deontay Johnson is is the most reliable offensive player for the Steelers. Um, he had eight catches for 84 yards, and he does what Deontay Johnson does. He picks up first downs and, and moves. Great the PPR. Yep, awesome, awesome PPR. But I actually think man, guy warrants enough targets to uh, to probably be a flex start in a standard league as well. One one thing I did want to go back to a little bit in the rushing is uh, Jalen Warren. Only had four carries for 30 yards. He had another long carry that uh, came back with a flag, but looked very explosive last night. And with Mitch Trubisky at the helm, I have a feeling that they're going to be giving Jalen Warren the ball more because he's truly uh, lightning in a bottle, um, very quick. And he looked really great last night. I would say if you can uh, pick him up in your leagues and stash him, do that. But um yeah, if, going back, if, uh, if Najee goes down, Jalen Warren's stepping right into something that's pretty good, and he's a good running back from yeah. what we've seen. Yeah, very explosive. Um, to jump into the other two receivers, Claypool and Pickens, um, it's kind of a toss-up. They're both kind of going to limit each other's upside receiver threes, maybe four. Yeah. Probably fours. Probably. I think I still prefer Chase Claypool, but George Pickens had a, a that nasty, amazing catch last night. It was filthy, yeah. gravity-defying catch. He just Absolutely. threw his body backwards and was like, oh, hello, sir. Yeah, the George Pickens truthers were definitely right this year. Uh, he is as advertised you know, throughout training camp and from what was advertised in college as well. Chase Claypool is, continues to be a big target for them and seems to be getting a – decent amount of work in the run game only had one carry yesterday but 11 yards seems like they want to feature him in the offense they just don't have the quarterback to do to support two wide receivers let alone three so avoid chase claypool and george pickens unless you're in some really deep leagues um i would probably start claypool over pickens yeah pick your poison there and then what about pat so that pat this is an off week kind of for him um, yeah, you know he had 12 points the last two weeks, and I think this yeah. is just a kind of a clunker week, and we can line him back up next week, tight end one. Yeah, I think so as well. He he actually didn't have uh, a single catch throughout the entire until it was in the fourth quarter. He kind of salvaged his game in some garbage time play there, but uh, thanks, Mitch. Yeah, be a quarterback, seriously. would you? <laughs> seriously, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I think he's probably low tight end one range. Um, if you have, you know, one of the elite tight ends, you're probably starting them. And if not, you know, you're probably lucky to have a Pat Fryer move. I agree. 
Let's jump over to Cleveland running backs. Uh, we got Chubb and Hunt. It looks like Chubb is taking kind of the lead here, and uh, Hunt's just taking the RB two spot. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, he had a first that first week is helping him out in the rankings. Still, he's number five ranked PPR running back, uh, which seems kind of high considering his last two weeks have been ten points each. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty insane. Oh, that's I, probably I, with his most recent recent game in comparison to most oh, players. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but Nick Chubbs again, a hundred yards on the day. Um, keep running him as an RB one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do not take him out of your lineup. No, there's there's probably no other running back that's more valuable at this point in the season than Nick Chubb. Agreed. So let's go to their. Uh, receivers then amari cooper's finally starting to show that he can play football again yeah two weeks I think in that, a row yeah i think just maybe that um chemistry between jacoby Brissett and him is starting to come through right now he was heavily targeted throughout the game and uh, looked good um he did have a, a huge play negated because he stepped way out of bounds uh it looked like a total rookie move but other than that it was <laughs> sounds like amari cooper yeah, it sounds like the Browns. Yeah, he seemed pretty confused as well. Um, but, I mean, that's what you get playing on the Browns. But, no, it looked good. I'd say fire him up as a wide receiver, too, at this point. If he keeps running like this, it'll be wide receiver one upside. Um, yeah. But 10, he had 11 targets this last week, 10 before that. I like to see that. DPJ, he only had three targets, 88 snaps. So he's playing a lot but not seeing any targets but that doesn't really surprise us because Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback. Right. And that sums up what happened oh. on Thursday. Right? Oh, oh no, wait, I forgot. Joku, baby. Joku, baby. Joku. Dude, he I was forget. on fire yesterday, uh, catching everything, moving the chains, um, caught a touchdown. David Njoku is, I think we finally seen some flashes of what we all knew he could be yesterday. Could um, be, should be. Yeah. Should be at least a mid-range tight end one, and I think at this point, um, you got to try to find a way to fire him up next Put him week in, a in your game. Spot if yep. you can, yeah, something. Man, that's enticing. Man Ten targets. I don't know if yeah. that was just uh, game scripted, kind of just how the game flew, or that he's such know. an athlete. He's just so much bigger, honestly, than everybody else on the field, and he's fast. It's like. Gosh, the guy always had it in him. Just yeah. never really saw it. But then again, I don't think he never really had too much opportunity. I don't think he's ever had a game where he's had 10 targets in it. So, Yeah, probably not. And he's been off injured and all that. Yep. Anyways, let's jump into the last five games of the week. We're going to start with the Rams 101 versus the 1-1 one one Cardinals. Um. And we got two quarterbacks that could potentially make this a high-scoring game. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good one. I think uh, Rams are struggling a little bit. Don't look like maybe like the Super Bowl champions. Um, and I think that uh, this could has potential to turn into a shootout, similar to the Cardinals' last game. Yeah, when they uh, beat the Raiders. Let's not talk about that too much. Right. So, right. uh, <laughs> so how do, how are you feeling about Kyler Murray against the Rams defense this week? Then I like Kyler Murray. I think he's 
a plug-and-play QB1. I, I don't really uh, worry too much about taking him out of the lineup. I think he's really doing a lot with a little right now. That uh, fourth down play last week, he, he really just took put the team on his back in the fourth quarter and, and took the team um, to a win. Not to keep rubbing it in, dude, but <laughs> damn, dude, they kicked yeah. the Raiders' ass. It was bad, man. It, it, yeah, was, not, it was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, we needed some KY jelly yeah. after that. Yeah, but, just a little, yeah. Keep, not, but. <laughs> right. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, yeah, Murray has the potential, yeah, to to put the team on his back any any week. So then let's jump to his receivers. Um, and you like his boy Hollywood, right? I do like Hollywood. Yeah, I like Hollywood as a wide receiver too. I think that's fair. I don't think he's kind of reached his potential yet. He's kind of had some down weeks last week 11 targets so you'd love to see that he's playing yeah. a bunch of snaps um hopefully he gets being... kind of that and a touchdown this week yeah i don't think they have i mean greg dorch is, Dor- is more like dorch. yeah seriously <laughs> a loser dude drop that guy in any leagues that you have <laughs> right now the best advice i could give you based off of his name alone but anyways um i think that he's being focused uh, from the defenses because they really don't have any other options. Everybody else is banged up or not talented. So when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, I actually think that Marquise Brent may be a beneficiary in the offense and could have more production. Yeah, even if Rondell Moore would fucking get healthy. Yeah, so, seriously. Um, the only other person that really takes um, any kind of attention away would be Zach Ertz. And yeah. he had 11 targets last week. He, he did. Good yeah. tight end one. Yep. Got to say, I don't have much stock in him. Always like the guy. Um, but no, he's he's just pretty much as consistent as they come at the tight end position. Yeah, I feel like you fire him up as a good, solid tight end one here this week. Uh, Marquise Brown, like Cannon said, receiver two. I'm staying away from A.J. Green and Greg Dork. I mean, Dorch. Um, <laughs> running backs. James Conner is a game time um, decision here. If he yeah. doesn't play, if he doesn't play, I think yeah, though. I think he's be a split between a uh, you know Benjamin and Daryl Williams, similarly to what we seen last week. Uh, I'm actually a huge Daryl Williams fan. That guy's like been super productive throughout his career. Um, so if, if he doesn't play, I do think maybe there might be some flex value there. Um, if they're anywhere near the goal line, the ball's going to go to Daryl Williams for sure. So he's he's a similar build to James Conner, and I um, think he can fill a flex spot for you. But I'd probably – I don't know about you, G-Money, that's, but I'd avoid Eno Benjamin bad. this year. Yeah, I, I've been avoiding Eno Benjamin like COVID. So Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, anyway, so – that, I think that gives us Arizona a little brief preview of theirs. Um, Matty Stafford, um, his elbow, is it okay? Threw for 272 last week, three touchdowns. I he looked good last week. He yeah. looked okay. Um, I hope he takes another step forward against this Arizona defense that should be picked apart. I would, you know, yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I think just um... – I think you make a good point. He maybe did look okay, but gosh, he looked so horrible his first game that yeah. it was it set the bar a little low for me. Yeah. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good in his He looked game. okay. Yeah, I looked very Kirk Cousin-ish. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I like Matt Stafford in this game. I think this is a great chance for him to rebound, have a, a strong QB1 game, and 
um, get his offense back on track. We've seen Allen Robinson getting some usage. The first game, man, of the season, the Rams just legitimately targeted Cooper Cup over and over and over again. Well, they still um, did it in the, the second game. They still they still did it, times. But, at, <laughs> but at least at least they spread it out a little bit more. Yeah. They seem to be uh, really liking Tyler Higby, but uh, you know, getting Allen Robinson involved in the offense is, is going to be key for them in order to keep defenses honest. So that means uh, Skoranek and Tutu Atwell leave those guys on the waiver wire. Uh, Van Jefferson still not expected to be back, so we're not going to talk about him. So where's that leave Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, receiver one and a receiver two with Robinson, uh, receiver three upside? Probably or, I mean, receiver, receiver three. three. Yeah. yeah, for me, he's a receiver three. Um, I, I, he still wasn't really heavily targeted. Just, you know, obviously had those touchdown grabs, which worked in his favor from a yeah, fantasy standpoint. But Higby was the the second receiver there. Yeah, and I think that Higby might be the second receiver um, yeah, he's going to be a strong tight end one this year, apparently. He, if he, he is. This number. Legit. He's a big dude, and, you know, he has kind of like that Travis Kelsey build. He has the potential to uh, be a, a red zone threat, shake some tackles off in the middle of the field, and he's done pretty good. Big volume here, target-wise, CC in 20 in two weeks. Um, that's good. You like to see that. Fire him up. Um, that brings us to the running back. Yeah, Mr. Daryl Henderson and Mr. Cam Akers. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm going to let you go first, please. Yeah, um, I don't this really know what to tell game. you. Like... I don't have much advice for you. Yeah, because um, We're getting Belichick here again. <laughs> yeah, this is like roulette right here. Um, it seems like they put Cam Akers in the doghouse game one and then, you know, gave him a little bit more forgiveness in game two. Uh, the guy still hasn't really looked productive since coming back after his injury. Yeah, I'm from, still not from like start a yard him. per carry standpoint. Yeah, so I think I'm I'm fading Cam Akers in every direction. Um, so that brings down Daryl now, though. Now to Daryl right? Henderson is yeah, I definitely think that man. He's like an RB three. I wouldn't want to even put him as an RB two. The Rams haven't had too much success uh, running the ball, and I think you know even when Daryl Henderson was the lead back week one, you know, had a decent game, but nothing, nothing crazy. Um, so right. I just don't think the guy is super they talented. Buffalo and got their shit packed in. Right. Seriously. <laughs> I don't think anyone got anything going besides Cooper cup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of just brings down Daryl Henderson until we see snap counts this next week. Uh, we're trying to find a trend here still, I think. Yeah, and it's trending towards acres now. So Daryl did get a touchdown last week. Maybe he'll fall in again and kind of save an RB three, a flex kind of day. But don't be banking on uh, RB one numbers or anything yeah. crazy. No, guy's not gonna have a hundred yard game. Um. All right then. Uh, there's no. There shouldn't be any weather related issues with that game as it's in a dome. We'll move on to the next game, which is 0-2 Atlanta Falcons versus the 1-1 Seattle Seahawks. And looks like we might see some clouds, but it should be sunny relatively. Yeah. Um, a game of two highly elite quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota and Geno Smith here. Um, man, this is going to be an absolute barn burner. Dual threats, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I would say it's it's a given that everyone's tuning into this game Sunday. Um, set your TVs, get your popcorn. This is one of the best games of the season, boys. <laughs> Strap in tight. <laughs> Fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I will say, though, Geno Smith has looked pretty decent, which is, again, a pretty good improvement for him. Yeah, uh, he still hasn't thrown for over 200 yards, but I don't think anyone expects him to throw over 200 no, yards. No, no way. Yeah, did no you hear Did you hear he was trying to trademark his uh, saying, something about, like, they wrote me off, but I didn't write them back or something like that? No, I did not hear yeah. that. I did yeah. not see that. Yeah, I did so... see a questionable picture of him grabbing his teammate after a <laughs> touchdown last week, though. Oh, well, you know, that's... He's cool. shooting a shot, cool. and I get it, but, you know. Like, you know, three points ain't going to do it for us, though. In, in, Smith, a, so. in the Me Too movement era, you know, <laughs> it was a little aggressive for me, <laughs> personally. <laughs> personally. All right, to bring it back to football. Um, real, one real question, though. Would you let Geno Smith grab you the way he grabbed I didn't see that picture, so you'll have to <laughs> okay. send it to me, and I'll let you know. All right, gotcha. But, but I might. You, you know, it's been a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is Geno Smith going to be startable against Atlanta in a two-quarterback format? Oh, man, if you're desperate, I would say. Um, yeah, that's the only way. I, I think that the Seahawks offense isn't putting up very many touchdowns, and um, they actually haven't scored a single point in the past, you know, they believe six quarters ahead of uh, this game. But, um yeah, just offense is pretty putrid, and Geno Smith is it's, the helm. So yeah, it's not a pretty offense. Um, running back wise, we got Rashad Penny, um, who has not looked all that great. Uh, no, we got Kenneth Walker, who finally came back last week um, and played twenty four percent of snaps. Didn't really do much. I uh, don't expect him to really do much yet. As who do you like of, better this week? Between who? Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker. Probably Penny. I think they're still going to uh, baby Walker in a little bit more until they let him loose. But I think Walker's the guy to own long-term. I don't like Penny overall, like at all. <laughs> yeah. Got to agree. Got to agree. I think Kenneth Walker's only a couple games away from taking over this backfield. I think that they were purposely trying. He had a couple targets this last game. I think they were purposely trying to uh, show that he could catch the ball. Those were some of the concerns coming out of college with him. So uh, maybe build a little bit of confidence. It's just that kind of year for the Seahawks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Stay away from Travis Homer. DJ Dallas is a special teamer, so we'll talk about him. Our receivers, Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf. Um, DJ Metcalf playing 92% of snaps, Tyler Lockett's playing 92%. Um, and yeah. target wise, Lockett is seeing a little bit more. Let's see, 13 for Metcalf and 15 for Tyler Lockett. So, no, not that much more. Um, but Lockett's done more, yeah. No, he had a good last uh, game, and yeah. I feel more comfortable with Lockett than I do DJ Metcalf. DJ Metcalf is that big home run kind of guy. and Exactly. Yep. Over the he, top. Kind of reminds me of like Chase Claypool or like, you know, those kinds. Just yep. big play guys. Yep. Um, DK Metcalf had seven 
caught all seven of his targets the first game. I think he had 35 yards. Um, that's that just kind of shows how they're using him. The DK Metcalf is not supposed to average five yards a catch. There, you're in a broken. Geno Smith is your quarterback. If DK Metcalf is averaging five yards a catch, <laughs> should average like four. T- I could he could average 11 yards with me, dude. At the helm, right? Like just throw it up, dude. Yeah, like, they're literally throwing the ball to him at the. There is no corner built like DK Metcalf in the NFL. Like there's only very few people like that, but yeah, um, it's, it's a shame that his talent is really being wasted this year. Uh, I'm actually higher on Tyler Lockett. I got him in all kinds of leagues. He was um, definitely a lot of people sleeping on him this year. Um, And I would take Tyler Lockett just because, and I don't even really think that he's very consistent. I just think that he has the potential to pop like he did yesterday. He's just, um, seems to have be do a little bit better with Geno Smith even last year. So strong receiver three, and then when he pops, it's like receiver one. Yeah, could be, very well could be. I think we're staying away from all the tight ends here. It's just a muddied ass, yeah, cheeks. Yeah. Uh, Noah Fant playing fifty three percent of snaps, getting two targets. Will Disley getting forty seven, getting two targets. So. There's only four targets going to the tight ends in a Geno Smith-led offense. Let's not get crazy, um, and let's fade most of them. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Atlanta, who's 0-2, looking to bounce back and get a win. Could be tough as they travel across the continent. Marcus Mariota is their quarterback. Um, How do you feel about he him? Does, he does have dual threat. Uh, it's Marcus, man. Uh you kind of know what you're going to get with him. It's a mid-range quarterback two kind of guy. I'd say so. Um, this week he has potential to do maybe 16, 18 points against the Seattle defense. That's average, missing key players. Um, Drake London, his pass catcher, was showing up big last week with 12 targets. Uh, if you keep throwing to him, it should be a good day. How are we feeling about our uh, receivers or our pass catchers in Atlanta? Yeah. Um, Drake London has been as advertised coming out of college. He's a big play threat. He's a, you know, giant dude who's running down the field. It's really easy for him to catch balls. Um, I think he's very quarterback friendly. And I think he's, you know, I, I would say a risky wide receiver too. The only thing that's really risky about him, uh, I th- think he has Marcus. the total potential. Yeah, is pretty much Marcus Mariota. And got to see a little bit more, just see him play a couple more games, see the consistency um, from him. But yeah, yeah other, he's definitely showing it so far. I mean, if yeah. he continues to show this, that's, that's promising, definitely. Uh, as far as other receivers on this team, I don't necessarily like anybody. No. Um there's Brian Edwards, who played 26%. No, Olamide. Uh, Zacchaeus played 43% and had a touchdown. Um, don't chase that. There's, who else is here? Cordero Hodge, who probably doesn't play very much, 20%. Calvin Ridley. Uh, Calvin Ridley. He's yeah. He's this week, dude. <laughs> not about <laughs> Calvin Ridley this week, my guy. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> I'm not taking that goose egg, but Derek Derek Deruder, if you would like to start him, you can. Um, 
So that leaves us with the running backs, Cordero Patterson. How do you feel about Cordero as a running back two this week? Man, I think um, this week's going to be very telling. You know, Tyler Algier was sat out week one and then got a bunch of carries week two. And I really anticipated that he would always kind of get those carries, that they were going to work him into the offense. This year, again, is is a uh, not very competitive for them. So I think it's really about identifying what they have. And so there's really no point in trotting Corderell Patterson out there over a, a rookie who had a great college career. So this week, I think, is going to be really telling um, to see what kind of usage Corderell Patterson gets in comparison to Ty- Tyler Algier. Um but I still think maybe low end running back two. I would say this week. Yeah, I that's why I'm leaning record or running back two here. Is I think Algier kind of just continues to peck into that, and we might see a little bit more of him. So he didn't look very good though. I have to say he he's a uh, not the fastest for a running back. You know, a little plotter, a power back. Yeah, but he's he's just been plotting. He's you know you you have running backs similarly built like a Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb's got a little uh, shake to him. He can move. He can. Um, he's got a little Chubb. He's got a little Chubb, dude. He's got a, he's got a big Chubb, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, my bad. yeah, you know, Tyler Algier might have a little Chubb though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to this next game here. Green Bay Packers are one and one at the Tom Brady led two and O Tampa Bay I mean, Buccaneers. Um, this is going to be a good game. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I'm yeah. surprised it's not primetime. Two Hall of Fame underwhelming quarterbacks. Badly. Underwhelming? Wow. You heard me. You heard me. Oh, damn. So, All I right. Well, Tell me they're one, not. Tell which me one's they're most not. underwhelming? I'd say Tom Brady is probably the most underwhelming, but I think it's also like at this stage why. in their career. Or you just mean overall? I, no, I mean this 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 season. Oh, this okay. season, Aaron Rodgers coming off of an MVP season hasn't you know is is isn't in the top twenty, um, 30, 50 probably for MVP voting at this point. Now, and I know it's only week three, but um, has underwhelmed to start the year, and just like a lot of people anticipated he would, due to the lack of talent at the receiver position as well as the tight end position. Um, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are getting used a lot, and they're both being very productive, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is, uh, I would say, yeah, I don't know. It's a close one who's underwhelming more. <laughs> yeah. It's, what do you uh, want to start? Yeah. You know, and you just hope, because you drafted both of these guys to be your starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a frustrating situation here. I think both of them should have some bounce back weeks here and put up a lot better numbers. At least that's what I'm hoping. Uh, I'm worried about Brady. He, dude, he has nobody to throw the ball to at this point. You have a point. Besides yeah, Julio Jones. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. Yeah, I mean, even him. He's if yeah. he's is playing, he looked good. I'll be honest. I I, I was uh, hating on him, but he looked good week one. But even then, it's like okay, now he's injured, and it's like yeah, hey, exactly. That, this is why I didn't draft him. Like even if he was good and he could return to form, like the dude's at that age where it's like okay. You get hit wrong one time, and now you're out for four weeks. Um, but I just feel I feel like Tom Brady has the ability to kind of spread it around, and maybe he's lost it. Maybe he's lost that ability now, but he can definitely put together a game with Russell Gage 
um, Julio Jones if he plays and like a stupid guy like Scotty Miller. Like yeah. we've seen that shit before. Yeah. It, but just, on the same token, we can see yeah. Aaron Rodgers do that with Alan Lazard, Romeo Dubes, and we'll say Randall Cobb instead of Christian Watson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a toss-up. Christian Watson's looked good, though. He's gotten a little bit more playing time than I thought he would. Um, he did week one, not week two. Week two is kind of bad, only 32%. Yeah, didn't he have a rush? Yeah, he yeah, did he have run the ball. Romeo Dubes, uh, 37%. Alan Lazard, he's your guy that you're going to start. Only seeing three targets last week is worrisome. I expect a uh, bounce back this week. Um, receiver yeah, he three. Was, until he was questionable further. even to play that game, so that's, that's mm-hmm. not too surprising. Receiver three, till further notice. Uh, Tanyan, uh, the big the big Burt is a tight end two. Or, yeah. like, don't start him. It's just not panning out. It's a dart throw. Um. So, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Let's talk a little bit about these running backs here. RB1, um, RB2 all day. Which one? Aaron Jones, my RB1. I, 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 on the last podcast, you know, I like A.J. Dillon. I'm a fan of A.J. Dillon. But Aaron Jones is more talented than A.J. Dillon. Um, I'm not saying that he's better at everything on the goal line. Um, I'll take AJ Dillon, but just for the bulk of the carries that they're going to receive and the, and the catches, I think Aaron Jones just is going to do more game after game consistently. Um, dude's a super talented running back. I, I think he's an RB yeah. one. Aaron Jones is, uh, absolutely a great running back and you know, the offense is going to be missing some guys. So they have potential to both be running back ones this week. If, you know, they both fall into the end zone. I think yeah. I could see it happening. I don't think yeah. it's out of the yep. uh, question here. All right, yeah. let's jump to, uh, well, yeah, we covered everyone, right? Yep. All right, let's so. the other yeah. side. We talked about Brady, who's been kind of underwhelming. Um, kind of don't really expect him to do much this week. Russell, so that leaves his receivers, is Russell Gage, Julio Jones, Rashad Perryman, uh, tight ends. He might, maybe. He was absent Friday, so yeah, today. that's not a good sign. Yeah, definitely not a good sign. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, so it's. Well, stay tuned if he does start receiver three, probably what kind of numbers. This is not a good look for Tampa Bay now. Cameron Bray, no. I'm not playing him. No, um, but like just leave him. I'm not starting any. I'm not starting anybody on that. <laughs> uh, other than other not than even Tom Fournette? Brady, yeah, and Fournette, and Fournette, and even him, get... he's questionable to play. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, I would say, if he plays, he should get you high end, um, running back two numbers though. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, we got two more games here. Next on deck is going to be a Sunday night game. The one and one Niners, the one and one Broncos, and I'm hearing rumors that they're calling for the head of Hackett. Oh, already! Wow, <laughs> that's, that's fast. Really, yeah, <laughs> I can kind of see why. No, it's been rough. Yeah, yeah, you have all the pieces there. Yeah, so uh, we'll start with Russell Wilson, um, who disappointed last week against Houston, and yeah. throwing only two twenty, and the whole offense just looked kind of out of sync i guess 
Um, yeah, I, I think we're seeing the Russell Wilson that we saw last year, and I think that Russ Wilson used to have that reputation where he could kind of make receivers. He was just always super productive, always a top 10 quarterback every year. Last year kind of took a, a small step back, I would say. Um, and a lot of people blamed it on the offensive line and just, you know, not much of a run game um, till late in the season. But I think that Russ Wilson, man, I don't think he's at the same level of talent that he was five years ago. Yeah, definitely not. And he has plenty of guys around him. Um, Cortland Sutton had a great game this last week, 11 targets. I kind of expect to see more of that from Sutton. That's kind of what I expected this year for Sutton to be that number one uh, yep. over Judy. So uh, did Judy get hurt last week? Is Actually, you didn't expect that. And you know what? I, I have a message from you saying that Judy's still the wide receiver one in Denver. And then I have a message saying, no, he's not. Cortland Sutton is. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> like, legit, legit, I have like receipts on this, bro. Like you did Dang not it. think that. Like I hate to All tell right. you, but yeah. I changed my mind. I don't like Jerry Judy anymore. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you why though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I like Corden Sutton. Okay. All right. Let's go. move on. Titans. Albert O. No. Moving yeah. on. Javante Williams <laughs> and Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah, I like Javante Williams. I think he's probably low in RB1. Um, he's just really talented. I think he's probably the the most reliable, consistent player on that offense at this point. Yeah, he's seen the majority of the snaps, the majority of the touches still. Um, they want him to be the focal point. Melvin Gordon said that. I expect it to continue to be that way. We saw the snaps this week. It was a 65-35 kind of deal, maybe 70-30 next week. So I think yep. you fire him up as a strong RB2 upside. Yep. Uh, um, all right, then. Well, let's talk about my favorite quarterback over here, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, held on to this boy in the dynasty league because I'm nice. fading Trey Lance. And uh, he blessed me with 15 points off of the bench. You know, I didn't start him last week because Trey Lance was still running out there as a starter. He can't do that. Yeah. But this week, we're running him out there, and he's going to be a strong leader of this quarterback. I mean, of the scene. I don't <laughs> know if he's going to do it. what? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know he's going to be all that great. I'm going to be honest here. Um, I don't expect much. Yeah, Quarterback, two numbers. Like, two numbers, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. He hasn't played coming off of that surgery. Uh, he looked one fit. Eight, let's see. Before I say he looked, he had 154 on 13 attempts, excuse me, 13 completions, 21 attempts, and a touchdown. So it's not terrible, but no. I'd say that's safe QB2. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Um, so uh, what does that do for our receiver group? Does that bump him up or take him down? I, I'd say it definitely bumps him up. Um, Trey Lance did not look like he could support one fantasy receiver um throughout what i've seen him play uh, i think brandon Ayuk definitely takes a big jump i think debo samuel takes a big jump i think that 
the Niners offense is a little bit more respected heading into the week with, with Jimmy G at the helm. Um, Brandon Ayuk still haven't seen too much production from him. We, we heard a lot in training camp how he was the number one wide receiver and he's looked the best for the Niners. I still think that Debo Samuel is definitely the number one there and, and he's going to put up the most fantasy points this year. But I do think that Brandon Ayuk is talented enough and he really showed it over the last eight games of the season. Guy averaged um, like low end to mid wide receiver two numbers. So I really think that he has the potential for that. But I'd, I'd say he's a high end wide receiver three this week. Yeah, I think that Debo Samuels eventually, or not eventually, but is still kind of the receiver one and going to get most of the majority of the touches here. Yeah. Uh, Greg Kittle does come back this week. Excuse me, not Greg Kittle, George Kittle. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so that does add a whole other element to this offense that it hasn't seen yet. Uh, and then you have Jeff Wilson. We'll get to him in a second. How do you feel about uh, Gregory? Kittle this week making his debut. We lining him up as tight end one. Yeah, I think you have to fire Greg Kittle up as a tight end one. Until yeah, you said Greg one. Kittle too. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gosh, why'd you do that? To me? <laughs> George Kittle. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you do that, man? I don't know. <laughs> it was a Freudian slip. I yeah. apologize for that. Um, but yeah. George Kittle, um, you got to fire him up as a tight end one until he shows otherwise. There's only a couple elite tight ends in the NFL, and he's one of them. So. And Jimmy's thrown to him so fucking much that it's like, yeah, you know, pitch and catch this. He's just one of those guys that can take over a game and single-handedly win you your your week in fantasy football because he drops forty points. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about. Jeff Wilson real quick then is Jeff Wilson, the guy that you had picked up this week off of waivers. Yes, actually. So I'm in great pick too up. many leagues, but yeah, I got him in, in several. Um, he was, uh, you know, uh, definitely somebody who was targeted in, in every league, but yeah, he's, uh, you know, RB two put up good numbers, looked good out there as well. Had a good yard per carry. Um, got a lot of volume. Tyrion Davis price. I know got, you know, a healthy amount of touches as well, but just showed, uh, I think, the difference in talent between the two because the yard per carry, I believe, was like a two-yard split. And then he got injured. So, yeah, yeah. firing up Jeff Wilson as an RB2 this week. Yeah, I would say that is fair. The only um, person that might still touches would be Marlon Mack, potentially, and that's not even – don't have to worry about that. So I fired Jeff Wilson up as a running back too. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our uh, last game here. Monday night. We got divisional game. The Dallas Cowgirls one and one versus the two and oh, New York Giants. I'm sorry. I mean, the Cowboys. Freudian slip. Happens, Greg. New York Giants. Oh, man. Cooper Rush. Let's. Talk about Dallas first here. Cooper Rush threw for 235, only one touchdown, uh, 19 completions on 31 attempts last week. So he gave us 13 points. That's kind of uh, quarterback two numbers, right? Yeah. Close to it. Yeah. Are you going to run him out as a quarterback are you, are you, this uh, week? Uh, if I have to, again, probably another desperation move. I'd probably put him above uh, Geno Smith. 
um, probably behind Marcus Mariota, somewhere in the middle of there. Um, yeah. What about you? Are you swiping right? Uh, no, I'm passing. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this offense. Um, CD Lamb is begging for the transfer portal to open up um or begging <laughs> michael gallup <laughs> to come play <laughs> oh now i hurt my hamstring <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, dalton schultz is expected to be out potentially this week uh missing yeah, hasn't practice great so hasn't looked great this season i will say cd lamb hasn't CD. either yeah cd lamb has looked bad this this season in my opinion i do not think he is a wide receiver one um, never really did. I, I kind of just didn't see the projection with Amari Cooper leaving and then him turning into this ultra productive wide receiver. Like it was always just Amari Cooper holding him back. It's kind of like, Hey, if, if you're that receiver, you should be able to do that. You know, Amari Cooper is a solid receiver, but you know, um, there's 10 other receivers in the NFL that are better than him. And, and I don't think CD lamb is one of them. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I am a big hater of Amari Cooper. So, yeah. I, I don't feel the same about that, but I I do like the fact that C.D. Lamb's getting 11 targets at week one, week two. He's getting targeted. He might not look like, you know, the best person, but he's getting double teamed or triple teamed out there because they don't have anyone else to fucking throw to. So well, Noah Brown's no Brown's looking like the man over there, in my opinion. But he's done more with yeah. less. Yeah, but again, I think that comes back to – uh, Noah Brown not attracting as much attention, you know. Um, not, I don't want to take anything away from Noah Brown. He's been a great receiver so far, putting up receiver two numbers. Uh, so if he's going to perform like that all year, but so I but I guess that, that's what kind of I think defines like a wide receiver one for me is just like, you know, like can you still produce when it's tough, like. You know, take their quarter. Their quarterback gets injured. Like, are they still like Justin Jefferson's? I'm, I'm not saying he's the court, wide receiver one or he's top five, but I still think he's like a strong, you know, a good receiver for you. Cooper Cup, same thing. Where it's like, um, man, just don't feel that way about him. But yeah. anyways, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, yeah. Let's talk quickly about the running backs then. Mr. Zeke, uh, 15 touches, 53 yards. 67% of snaps and then Tony Pollard 40% of snaps yeah, but he had 20 points. Yeah, he had that that little touchdown there scamper that he had that gave him a I don't expect that to happen much though. Or maybe I'm just off on Pollard this year. So you're you're taking Zeke over Pollard this week? Yeah, I'll take Zeke over Pollard every week. Oh. I I I, I think out on Pollard I think with the quarterback situation there, and, and actually, you know, Cooper Rush has done good, and, you know, he's played well, but let's be real. It also hasn't um, – he's not really driving the offense downfield possession after possession or anything like that. I think going back to kind of how we were talking about on the Steelers, when you have weak quarterback play, you really need like those yak guys, like those um, explosive, dynamic players – um, and I right. really think that Tony Pollard represents that a little bit more. And I think that while Dak is out and while the offense is in disarray, Tony Pollard is probably going to score more points than Ezekiel Elliott just because I, I think Zeke gets the goal line touches and I don't think they're going to be by the goal line very often. Yeah. Um, Tony Pollard is a great PPR 
back. He had seven uh, targets last week, 16 overall tar- uh, touches, only one behind Zeke. So that's pretty good. I guess I should probably do a little more research and like Tony Pollard a little bit more. Rethink but, your position. Yep. Um, but, you know, at the same time, when they get down to the end zone, Zeke's the guy. So very true. That's kind of where I draw the line sometimes. Um, I think that pretty much sums it up. Did we miss anyone? No, I don't think so. Any special shout outs? Um, no, no special shout outs, dude. Dang. All right. Well, shout out to my dog, Buck. He's a homie. Uh, shout out to, uh, to Casey and Red for starting this. And, uh, and I hope yeah. you guys had a good night together. Drink your milk. Together. Yeah. <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking your milk together. <laughs> Whatever you guys do, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, drink your milk. I mean, drink your beer. Have a good night. That's right. All right. We're out of here. Peace, brother.